0: Welcome to the Moms for Wellness podcast on SM Enlightenment Radio or TV. This is a podcast for moms who are passionate about being healthy and who are leading their kids to do the same. Welcome back, Mama. Do you have any weird symptoms or issues that seem to be popping up these days? Have you been diagnosed with an autoimmune disease? Do you understand what an autoimmune disease even is and how to deal with it? Did you know that you can heal your autoimmune disease? Have you ever heard of regenerative detoxification? if you answered yes to several of these questions or no to the last one then this episode is for you we are going to break it all down for you to easily understand and to give you hope to help me do this my guest joining me today is corey lang corey lang is a certified regenerative detoxification specialist and iridologist with 12 years in scientific research she detoxified and healed herself from debilitating lupus fibromyalgia, and Hashimoto's symptoms. Now she helps others determine the underlying root causes of their seemingly incurable disease, talking autoimmune disease, thyroid issues, fibromyalgia, mystery illnesses, and guides them to detoxify and heal themselves as well so they can start living again without pain, fatigue, and pharmaceuticals. Please help me welcome Corey Lang. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Corey. Welcome. I am so glad you are here today. Thank you. So am I. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm so excited. This is going to be such an amazing conversation. I know so many people are just going to have so many aha moments or like, what? Really? I didn't know that. So I'm really excited. Let's start with your story because you have an amazing one. And I know many women listening can definitely relate to it.
1: Okay. So. I used to live in Germany, I am from Germany. And I used to work in research in cancer research and neurobiology. And a while ago, it was probably 20 years ago, I started my hair, I noticed how my hair was falling out. And um, that was literally 20 years ago. Wow. wow. And then I just put up with it. I got um, doctors, blood tests, thyroid tests, everything always seemed to be normal. And then it was exactly 10 years ago that I started to have other symptoms. I started to have chronic fatigue, brain fog, rashes, um, pain in my nerves, my muscles and my joints. And it was just getting gradually worse and worse. At that time I was living here in the United States. So I didn't know what to do with all this. Doctors didn't know what to do. All my blood tests were always normal. My thyroid was always normal. And then I got really, really sick. I could barely walk anymore. I had no more muscle strength in my legs. I couldn't work anymore. I was burning through all my savings, all my money, and it got really debilitating. Mm. And my brain fog was so bad that it was almost like dementia. And at that point, my my pain level was also really high. Like I couldn't even raise my arms like this. Everything was hurting. And um, Well, someone told me, a nurse practitioner told me that I have Hashimoto's and autoimmune illnesses, but I was so tired of going to doctors that I just completely withdrew and I was ready to die, actually. And then I decided to give this one more push and to start researching myself. And I started reading research papers. I still have access to PubMed, which is a medical library. That's where scientists publish their research papers. And I went into the library and I looked up my symptoms and I researched what was going on with me. Because every time I asked doctors what is causing this, what's actually making me sick, they couldn't tell me. And I didn't wanna keep taking medications. I wanted to find the bottom of this, get to the bottom of it and, and heal myself. So I did the researching and I read everything I could get my hands on and I got to the bottom of my own issues and that was a viral infection. I had a viral infection. And with the viral infection came other things, heavy metals, other pathogens, acidosis, toxicity, um, a congested lymphatic system. And all of these things together were forming, were causing my symptoms. And then I learned how to detoxify myself. I detoxified myself from all these things with regenerative detoxification. And that is just basically nutritional therapy with herbs. It's very powerful, strong herbs. Uh, basically just plant medicine. And so this is how I detoxified my body systems, my organs, my cells, my tissues, and then I started healing. And now I have no more symptoms. And I got certified in this method, regenerative detoxification. And now I help others to do the same thing, to get to the bottom of what's making them sick and to detoxify themselves as well.
0: Absolutely. Amazing. Amazing. So that's phenomenal so i would love to go back to the beginning the middle of the beginning i guess like (laughs) in your symptoms and you talk about autoimmune diseases you work a lot with people with autoimmune diseases you yourself had autoimmune diseases and i'm excited to dive into this and make it super clear for any woman listening, because um, I actually just had a conversation with a friend about this today, and talked about um, Renaud's d- disease, and explained her how that is an autoimmune disease, an autoimmune, and what is autoimmune. And so, if you could break that down a little bit for us, like what are autoimmune diseases, and what are some of the autoimmune diseases that we, you know, very commonly hear about, and what does that actually mean? So,
1: um, autoimmune is a term that is widely used by doctors, or by the general medical community. But there is no such thing as the body attacking itself. Autoimmune is just an umbrella term for symptoms that doctors don't know how to cure. And I mean, so there is no way that the body would attack itself, the body is so intelligent, the body is looking for an invader that is hiding in the B cells or in the organs. And that is why it's such a it's a it's a difficult topic. I don't want to talk poorly about doctors because I really do respect and appreciate doctors and I have friends who are doctors. They're just doing the best they can and they're just not trained in a way to get to the, you know, to the bottom of things and find the root causes. That's another big conversation there. Mm -hmm. But so (laughs) are lupus Um, MS, Raynaud's, all kinds of gastrointestinal diseases, Crohn's, IBS, those are the big autoimmune diseases and autoimmune use lightly, yes, in this context. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And it's interesting too, because I think what you said is a really great point that we are the you know trained if you will but the the common the commonality of what we do is we feel sick we go to the doctor that's just what our society is that's all we know and there's no fault in that that's just what we're simply used to and what we do the tricky part comes then with what you said is that doctors are trained in a certain way and then other healers are trained in a different way and they're looking at it in from two different angles. And um, it's easy to miss when you're not trained in that. I mean, I've talked before about um, a a book I read about an MD that talked about like, he's like, we had two weeks of nutrition, like, we're not trained in that. So there's a lot of things they're not trained in. It's not that they're bad, or, you know, it's just different. And they don't, they don't necessarily have all the answers. And so that leads to my next question is in your story you talked about and i think this is so so common with so many people is that you said multiple times in your story my blood work was fine my thyroid was fine my this was fine my that was fine and so many times when we're going to the doctor women are going to the doctor and they're like your blood works great you are peachy you and you're like but doc, why do I feel like crap? Why do I have this? Why do I have that? And mm-hmm. and often I think it's even, we know we feel awful, but we don't know that we shouldn't feel awful. I know that was my story. I didn't know I wasn't supposed to feel this way until I started feeling better. I'm like, oh, wow, <laughs> this is different. This is great. So great. can you talk a little bit about that, about Um, how could it be that the blood work is fine, but yet you're feeling awful and there's something missing in picking up what's going on? Okay.
1: There's, there's three great points in what you just said. So (laughs) let me, let me get back to the, to the last one you actually mentioned or the second to the last one, which was um, how come, um, okay, how come I feel bad, but my blood work is normal? The blood work is normal because the tests are not very good. Like the thyroid tests Mm -hmm. aren't that great. And um for example I use iridology as a method to detect what's going on with people iridology is let me show you a map really quick sorry yes
0: (laughs) this is fascinating I definitely wanted to get into this like I to preface this this is so exciting because you don't hear this very often and so I think people are going to be blown away by this so this is iridology it's an irid it's an iris map you can see
1: everything that's going on in your body in your iris as well, because the iris in your eye is connected through the nervous system to every organ and every body system in your body. So for example, we can see this is the spinal area here. There's the kidneys. This is um, the lung area, the ribs. Then there's some mental and motor skills up here. So you can see at least 40 data points about your health in your iris. And I use the iridology as a method to determine what's going on with people. I can see genetic dispositions. I can see hormonal changes, old injuries, and every organ in the body. And I have been told by my clients that the iris reading is more detailed and more intricate and more reliable than their $800 blood work they just got done at the naturopathic doctor's office. So I don't know exactly what is wrong with those blood tests. I I don't know, but I would conclude that they're not very reliable, not very good. Now, basic stuff like uh, kidney function, liver enzymes, uh, general blood work. I send my clients to get that done if they hadn't gotten it done in the last three months, because I do want to compare and I can see if the liver enzymes, if the liver values are elevated or um, EGFR or creatinine are not optimal. I can see that, too, and then I can compare it to my iris reading. So the blood work is definitely useful. But I I don't know why my thyroid never showed up in my blood work. I I can only con- conclude that the tests aren't good.
0: Mm. What was what was the second thing that you said, second to the last? Um, I I think it was it was mainly that that was the main thing why yeah. why and and just that we're f- not feeling good right. all the time and not realizing that we shouldn't feel that way.
1: But when we're so used to our symptoms, we often don't know what it feels like anymore to be healthy. Yeah. So in my case, my symptoms gradually got worse. And I only really noticed, first of all, my hair was falling out. That was a big symptom for me. But also um, my my energy was getting lower and lower almost every week. But it was so gradual that I didn't really notice until I was doing something that I hadn't done in years and I had no energy for it. I think I went hiking. All of a sudden I couldn't hike anymore. So a lot of people are so used to feeling crappy that they don't remember what it was like to not feel crappy. And then when they feel better, they remember. And my clients keep telling me that this, the last time I felt like this was 20 years ago. Yeah. (laughs) So there's some great success stories with that.
0: Yeah, and I think that's an excellent point too, because because the autoimmune diseases are gradual, I think I think of it as like the the frog in the boiling pot, right? As you slowly turn up the temperature, they're gonna get boiled because they don't even realize it's getting hotter. And if you just did it all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden got a major diagnosis or it had a sharp stabbing pain, you're like, oh my goodness, I'm you know, this is awful. I think that's part of the tricky part with autoimmune diseases is that it is a gradual buildup in the body, and you have all these seemingly unconnected symptoms. Mm-hmm. That um, so maybe you can speak to that about why that's gradual, how it's gradual, and then un- seemingly unconnected symptoms. What are some of these symptoms um, that could be occurring? Okay, so.
1: Most of the time when we have an autoimmune disease, there is an underlying pathogen. A lot of times it's Epstein-Barr virus or cytomegalovirus or enterovirus. And these viruses are very aggressive. Most of the time they're dormant. They're in our system, but they sleep. But when they come out, when they get reactivated, that's when they start attacking the organs. So a lot of times we have an underlying viral condition, but it's under control. Basically, there's no reason for the virus to get reactivated. And when the when the symptoms start getting worse, it's when the virus got reactivated through another illness or stress or trauma. That's often the case that the immune system gets lowered or the immune system is busy somewhere else. And then this virus has a chance to get reactivated and come out and start doing its work or it's, you know, starts attacking the organs. A lot of times the nervous system gets attacked. That's what leads to illnesses like MS, um, fibromyalgia, every renause or neuropathy, those illnesses where the nervous system is involved. Um, Exactly why my symptoms were going down so or getting worse so gradually, I, I really don't know. I just know between 2012 and 2017, that's when I had exponential worsening. At first it was very slow. And then I just started feeling worse and worse and then towards the last year of that time between 2016 and 2017 that's when things really started happening for me and I got really, really weak and worse every week or every month.
0: Yeah, and I think that is is something so important to be aware of for our listeners to to really think about like are there weird things that are happening is you know do you have hair loss do you have fatigue or do you have trouble sleeping because I think a lot of times we chalk it up to I'm getting older or oh I just had a kid or oh I'm just really stressed at work or you know we give excuses not stopping to think Mm -hmm. is this really an issue here
1: This is great this is what um what doctors keep telling us when we go and when they don't know how to treat our symptoms they often tell us you're getting older or it's genetic or you'll have to live with this for the rest of your life you'll have to take medications for the rest of your life this is just one way how they tell us they don't know what's going on i've never heard a doctor tell me i don't know what's going on i've never heard Hmm. anybody say that and many of my clients haven't because i talk to them about that i ask them what were the responses your doctor gave you when you asked him, where does this come from him or her? Where does it come from? What's making me sick? They always hear you getting older or it's genetics or you will have to live with this for the rest of your life. Or it could be anything. That's
0: another thing. So go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. I just think that's interesting. And it, it makes me think. It's, it's so interesting you said that because it, as excuses and just like those are key phrases to be aware of for we don't really know what's going on and there mm-hmm. there is an underlying cause and we need to figure out what that is. And so I encourage anyone that is having or has had or may have in the future this conversation with their doctor to stop and recognize that response. And it, it just makes me think of when I hear like, oh, it's colic um, to describe why a baby's crying. And that never set well with me because I'm like well all colic means is it's a crying baby it just cries all the time like there's got to be a reason why the baby's crying the baby's not just going to cry if it you know like there's a reason why the baby's crying and so it it seems like the adult version of colic right like you know those are the phrases that you hear like oh it's colic oh it's you know it's um you know you're getting older like okay those are times to dig in and figure out figure out what's going on
1: i would encourage anybody who has symptoms and goes to the doctor to really grill their doctors like really Ask them, where is this coming from? What is making me sick? Can you run some more tests? Do you have any idea what this is? Could it be a viral infection? Just, you know, ask your doctors all these questions. And maybe maybe sometime you'll have a doctor who will say, I really don't know. I'm not familiar with this. But that's when they refer you out to other people, to rheumatologists or, inter, you know, all kinds of other doctors. Um, sometimes those doctors are a little more aware now of, for example, mm-hmm. Epstein-Barr virus, and they will talk to you about it. Recently, there have been more papers coming out since the beginning of last year. There was a big Harvard study that came out. There are more papers now coming out, research papers that talk about the connection between those viruses and our chronic illnesses. So hopefully the doctors are picking up on it and reading those papers and working on it. But there's still the aspect of the pharmaceutical industry who does not exactly want the doctors to know this because Mm -hmm. they would rather sell their pharmaceuticals. There are really no pharmaceuticals yet that deal with the underlying issues. And then even then, the pharmaceuticals don't heal anything. They only suppress the symptoms. So we have the immunosuppressant medications like prednisone, and they really suppress your immune system. You won't have any symptoms. You feel better. But down the road, you will not benefit from this. The medication itself adds on to the acidity and the toxicity in the body. There will be long-term effects from this. Prednisone itself can cause cataracts. Um, it cause, It could cause all kinds of symptoms. You don't want these. It's not, it's never a good idea to take a medication as a Band-Aid. You have to get to the bottom of what's causing your symptoms and eradicate that.
0: I think that's such an excellent point because that is a very common thing, prednisone or different medications. And you might feel better, but that I love that you said it's a Band-Aid and you still need to get to the root cause because you mm-hmm. still haven't eradicated the issue there. Um, Talk a little bit more about Epstein-Barr virus, because I feel like people have probably heard of that. Maybe they haven't. Maybe that's brand new to them. Um, But it is the underlying cause to so many things. There's several of them, as you mentioned. But can you just talk a little bit about that, what it is, where it might come from, what it might be connected to?
1: So Epstein-Barr is one of those viruses that actually live in our system. Ninety-five percent of the world population has the virus. And it's usually dormant. As I said earlier, it usually doesn't do anything. We contract it when we're in our early teens or late teens. And the first activation of this virus, the first infection is called mononucleosis or the kissing disease because it's transmittable through, you know, through the air, through kissing. Um, it's, it's a very common disease for teenagers to have or young adults. And sometimes it's asymptomatic too. Sometimes you don't have any symptoms at all. But that's when we first contract the virus. And then the virus stays in the system after that. So the symptoms go away. The virus goes to sleep in our organs, typically. And then after some time, it may or may not get reactivated. But everyone who has MS actually has the Epstein-Barr virus. Another good study just came out that investigated the connection. So when the virus gets reactivated due to some other illness or trauma or stress, that's when it starts attacking the organs, there are like six subgroups, and then 60 more subgroups under that. And if you want to hear all about the Epstein-Barr virus, I do recommend medical medium. He yeah. has books on the topic, and he seems to be the Epstein-Barr expert. And um, he, this book pretty much um, saved my life in the beginning. Wow. While I was reading all research papers and trying to get to the bottom scientifically, I also read the medical medium and started working with his protocols in the beginning which basically saved me from killing myself i was so sick at that time and i didn't see a way out i was on my way out but then just working with his protocols got me off the ledge um later down the road it did not complete completely heal me i felt like i was going backwards i was plateauing and then i needed something else and that was regenerative detoxification because my lymphatic system was so clogged and i couldn't get all the neurotoxins out so i had to do something else ne- regenerative detoxification was the second the second phase of my healing and that really cleared everything out but so yeah the epstein bar virus is a very aggressive virus we all have it um most people or a lot of people don't will never have symptoms or never have issues with it which is good but some of us Well, they had an outbreak or reactivation through stress, you know, or another illness, trauma.
0: That's amazing. That is really, really good information. And that is a perfect segue into our next segment that we are going to dive into how you did that and talk about what regenerative detoxification is and talk about the methods that you use for yourself that you use with your clients and um, really dig into that. So we're going to take a quick break right now, um, but we'll be back with more of Corey Lang and talk about how uh, she treats and helps cure these ailments of autoimmune disease, and I know you're going to love um, getting into that next. So I am Jenny Hardy, and you are listening to Moms for Wellness on SM Enlightenment Radio and TV, and we'll be right back. all right welcome back to moms for wellness on swsme enlightenment radio and tv i am your host jenny hardy and i am joined by my guest corey lang who is a regenerative detoxification specialist and we are going to pick up our conversation where we left off and it's right there it's what is regenerative detoxification what is that and how is that different from detoxification so regenerative detoxification
1: was actually Um, pioneered by Dr. Robert Morris, if you're familiar with his um, videos, he's, he's pretty famous for his approach of detoxification, regenerative detoxification means that we're detoxifying and cleansing the body, the cells, the tissues, and then the body can actually regenerate and heal
0: that's amazing because just it brings in the the knowledge that the body has so much power the power to heal. it makes me think of uh, there's a lot of slides and um inf- informative um saying and things around my chiropractor's office, and it taught. That's what the whole idea of chiropractic is: is the body. It's giving the body the ability to heal. The body has that ability to heal. We just need to clear things up to allow it to do its job. So, I think that's amazing. So, how you were talking a little bit in the last segment about the medical medium, and you were using his protocols and talked about his book. So, how did you? How did you come along? upon what you do um, with regenerative detoxification? Okay. So when I was really, really sick and
1: I started researching my symptoms and I was reading medical um, papers about that, about there were some papers that talked about Epstein-Barr and lupus and autoimmune illnesses and MS. And I had a feeling that I had, I was, I had a feeling I had a virus. And I just, I mean, after reading all this, I just, there's no other way, like what could have, what, have, what could have been the cause otherwise than some pathogen and then the things that the pathogen feeds on like heavy metals and parasites and they all go together. And then I came across medical medium after that and medical medium describes the Ep- Epstein-Barr virus very well and described my symptoms. And I was like, okay, now I have some sort of proof almost, right? I love medical medium. I think he's so brilliant and he is definitely touched by a divine force. Right. I really respect the guy and I'm sure he had a lot of um, backlash or resistance Mm -hmm. from all sides. I hope I mean, I hope he doesn't. But I I just I'm in awe of him, really. Mm -hmm. So he's helping so many people with his books. I was reading his book. I really felt heard for the first time. No doctor ever gave me that kind of listening that. Anthony William gave mm-hmm. me through his book medical medium. And then I started using and trying out his protocols. And I was feeling better. I had hope, I think that was the most important thing that I had hope I could heal myself. Because until then, I, it seemed like I would just die from this and not be able to heal myself. Mm-hmm. But with medical mediums help, I got hope. And I started trying out the protocols. And I was really bouncing around a lot. So it is difficult to do this without guidance. The books are great, but maybe I'm just a person who needs guidance. I'm also someone who wants to try things on my own first. And then when I I fail, hire someone, you know? Yep, I think a lot of us are. (laughs) (laughs) So I was trying his protocols. I was feeling better, but I was still going to a lot of specialists. I was getting acupuncture. I was getting, there was this um, therapist who was massaging my nerves, especially in my neck. I had some really heavy nerve pain. And I mean, everything I did was very expensive. Everywhere I went was just really, I mean, it just, you know, there were a lot of costs that were coming at me, a lot of supplements. I had so many supplements that I was taking at the time and everything worked a little bit, but not really. I mean, I felt like I was moving forward slowly and then I plateaued and I got worse. I had really bad flare ups all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And then I kept looking again. I was searching again and I came across Dr. Robert Morris, who was a naturopathic doctor in Florida who coined the term regenerative detoxification. And he's been doing this for, I think, 40 years. And he's healed thousands of patients with this method. So I learned through him how to apply regenerative detoxification. Dr. Morse has an herbal line. These are really pure herbs. They're wildcrafted or organic. There's no fillers in these herbs. And I started taking his herbs and figured out a protocol. And again, I wasn't really getting guidance. I was just taking herbs and trying them. And then it took me nine months to heal myself. After nine months, I told my partner that I am healed. I have not had any flare ups. My energy level has been consistent and I feel really good. And we we celebrated this. That's
0: amazing.
1: Yes, (laughs) and that's how it's been. And that was in 2018, the fall of 2018. And now it's spring of 2023. So almost five years later. And um, I've been feeling good since then. My energy has always been up. I play beach volleyball. Yesterday, I played volleyball for two and a half hours. I mean, it's oh, amazing, <laughs> I'm physically active. And before I could barely walk, you know?
0: Yeah,
1: So that's the part about medical medium and Dr. Robert Morris. So Robert Morris taught me the regenerative detoxification. And then I got certified through him. I took his program. And now what I'm offering now is basically a combination of medical medium and dr robert morris and my own spin as well and i offer a lot of guidance and i really think that's what heals people is
0: hmm.
1: a client told me the healing takes place in the relationship
0: yeah that's and amazing
1: if you ever had a business coach or a coach of any kind mm-hmm. when you have this trusting relationship with your coach that's when you take all these milestone steps right mm-hmm yeah. So I really think people need guidance, especially when people have brain fog from their illnesses. It's so hard to even get mundane tasks done, but to stay on top of your herbal protocol or to create your own herbal protocol is really hard.
0: That's actually an amazing point. I I never actually thought about that, but brain fog is one of the main symptoms of a lot of these issues. Mm-hmm. And um, that's such an excellent point. Wow. And I was also thinking, so, but then on top of that, you are also an iridologist. And I just want to go back to this. You mentioned this in the first segment, and I don't know if people truly caught this. Like, I hope so. But like, I just want to go back to this because I, I remember when we were talking for the first time and um and you you talked about this and I'm like, I am so excited because my mother in law goes to an iridologist and I never even heard of one before that. And so I am willing to bet that there are quite a few people, um, definitely more than one um, who are listening right now that are like an era what an era, like what is an iridologist? So Go back to that and just um, tell us a little bit more about that, because I think it is so amazing.
1: Okay. So, um, iridology is a method to assess one's state of health by specific colors and marks and signs in the iris of the eye. For example, um, old injuries show up as an opening of fibers in the iris. We call, yeah... We can see, like, like, we call them lacunae, lacunae are opening of fibers. We huh. can see color changes. We can see pigmentation. We can see fibers running transverse instead of straight. There's different wow. patterns patterns and colors that um, control you changes in your body systems or in your organs. And it was actually founded by a, a doctor in Hungary. I think it was 1820-ish. Wow. wow. And he had an owl, a pet owl. And by accident, he broke the owl's leg. And then after the leg has healed, had healed, there was a streak in the owl's eye, which hadn't, which wasn't there before. So then after he noticed that, and he was a boy at that time, he went on to become a doctor. And then he started studying irises of humans and of animals. And he put this pattern together, he put this iris map together. And now it's, um, It's been developed, and the doctor I learned this from—he's also in Hungary, and I think he was a descendant of him. Wow! And it's a wonderful method to really see what's going on in the body.
0: Yeah, that's that's amazing. And I just—it gives me goosebumps because the body is just amazing, and I feel like we are only getting started on. Figuring it out really, and just the connections. I mean, I remember the first time. I think it was actually um, my massage therapist was telling me about the the foot map and how the map, or the mm-hmm. the foot, you know, connects to different organs and different parts of the body. And um, and just, I mean, the Chinese have known that for centuries, like going way back. And I just, I think it's so fascinating. Here's another place in the body that there's a map of what's going on in other places. It's just, it's amazing. I think that's so amazing. Fascinating. It's so fascinating.
1: And also, you know, we see the body as a whole, rather than than just parts. And I think that's where medical science went wrong 100 years ago, by viewing our body as parts and treating symptoms. The body is always a whole if there's one thing wrong in, in the body, then there will be something else wrong in the body in some other area, we have to see the body as a whole unit, and not just
0: treat, you know, the symptoms. Agreed. I think that's an excellent point. So tell me a little bit about nutritional therapy. Okay. So
1: in nutritional therapy, we treat, we don't say treat, but we, we do treat, I don't know, if not another good word for this. We're not allowed yeah. to treat via the FDA, but um, we help people with their illnesses and their symptoms through nutrition. There is a very, there's very strong evidence that certain food items are not designed for us to eat for example meat so human beings are not carnivores the only true carnivores are cats cats are meat eaters but their intestines are very short they digest really quickly and humans have longer intestines and they can't digest meat well we don't have the enzymes for it we're not designed to eat a lot of meat in a healthy balanced diet about three percent of that is animal fat And when we look at our closest relatives with our, the apes, like chimpanzees, orangutans, gorillas, they, their diet is mostly fruits and veggies, sweet grasses, sometimes a grasshopper or a small bird. They eat everything that grows in the forest. They eat seeds and roots and those things. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's how we're designed to eat as well. We're not supposed to eat a barbecued cow, you know, or pizza or pasta, those things that clog us up and a lot of people sadly through the standard american diet Mm. they forgot what it's like to eat healthy and live in harmony with nature and the earth and they eat things like pizza and pasta and steaks and that makes them sick plus all these food items that i just mentioned they actually breed parasites Mm. pretty much every meat eater has parasites the parasites are Horrific. They have fangs and eyes, and they look like the alien monster in the movie Alien. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) So, and these foods, they congest us. So, in nutritional therapy, coming back to your question, nutritional therapy helps us to eliminate those toxic substances in our body, the parasites, um, pathogens, also heavy metals through nutrition and through herbs.
0: Interesting. So and that actually you brought up a question you just actually answered a question that I was um, that I had uh, thought about earlier when you were talking, um, I think actually in the the beginning segment, but you mentioned parasites before and you just mentioned them now. So where would these parasites come from? So you mentioned from the foods that we're eating. Are there other places that we could end up getting parasites as well? Yes. So there's different kinds of parasites. So we have the parasites that live in meat, for
1: example, um, everybody who eats meat pretty much has parasites. Um, I had a client the other day who, who eliminated a worm, which was an inch and a half long. She told me, Ew. and it was, I mean, we, we laugh, we had to laugh because when things are horrible, we have to laugh, right? Yes. <laughs> but it was a wiggly worm and she was just horrified Aww. at it, but she used to eat meat. And so there's, there's eggs in fish, for example, there's round worms. But there's all kinds of worms, tapeworms and flukes. And a lot of times my clients, when they eat a lot of meat, they poop out worms. Yes. And, um, I mean, better out than in. So we're always happy
0: when they come out. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) that is so true. And so are you saying that they're not just going to come out on their own just because they decided that, oh, there's, you know, things going by. I'm just going to join them. They need to be rooted out of our systems. Yes,
1: they need to be rooted out. They need to be encouraged. And that's what the herbal formulas are for during our detox program. That's why we use those strong herbal formulas and the worms, they, they either die or they get dislocated and then they get flushed out.
0: Yeah. And then, so that's how, because you mentioned parasites, you know, you mentioned viruses. So is that the same kind of thing with viruses? That's how you were able to eliminate the viruses as well?
1: Yes. I use a
0: plant-based
1: antiviral and that gets rid of the virus and the neurotoxins. Now the virus lives in our system. It'll probably never completely go away, but it can go back to sleep. And we also have to create the environment in the body for it to go away. So we have to prepare the body to be more alkaline because all these pathogens, they prefer Mm -hmm. an acidic environment. So I I teach my clients with nutritional therapy to eat a more alkaline diet. And most of my clients are over acidic. They Mm -hmm. are, they're just, you know, acidic from the diet that they had from the stress, stress causes acidity too, trauma. But the diets, the standard American diet is highly acidic and alcohol and coffee and all of that on top of it. And sugar, sugar is very acidic too. And you know that there's sugar in all our food items, right? All the processed items. It's
0: awful. Yep. And I I think, so can you also speak to, uh, because I think this is often a hang up or um, maybe not even known in people that they're they're thinking this, but I feel like a lot of people, me included um, back in the day, that like just, it's genetic, all these issues, like you're just going to get it. It's genetic. I think... Uh, from what I've learned over time, that we attribute, as a society, we attribute too much fault to genetics.
1: Yes, I mean, genetics play a part in about 3% of diseases. We can have a genetic predisposition, but the disease doesn't have to come out. It typically comes out when the environmental factors support that. So that's epigenetics. It's when there's toxins in the environment or other environmental factors that support disease to come out but um the last project i worked at in research when i worked in the research field was a phd project on proteomics and proteomics is the study of how proteins get expressed by the dna so the dna is always the same but it expresses different proteins depending on the time of day depending on temperature on influx of light on what you ate the night before and those proteins determine what your day is going to be like or if you develop a disease And after working that project for two years, I was convinced that genetics doesn't have that much to do with our illnesses. It's all epigenetic.
0: That's amazing. And I love that because that just puts the power in our hands to be able to change our environment and give our bodies the leeway, the, the freedom to be able to heal themselves. And so much of that is in our hands through our environment, through what we choose to eat, and then also through our emotions and through our attitudes regarding our thoughts about it as well. And tell us a little bit about the emotional therapy that you also offer um, as part of what you do.
1: Yes. So the, um, thank you for bringing that up. The emotional part is really important. So in order to really heal and detoxify and heal, we have to also heal and detoxify from the other levels, the spiritual, the mental, and the emotional levels. And a lot of times people have childhood trauma or they have medical PTSD from all the treatments they've gone through all the, you know, doctor's visits they had, and especially women often feel not heard at the doctor's office and, you know, like lupus, for example, 85% of lupus patients are actually women. Wow. So um, a lot of times women go to the doctors, they don't feel hurt. They hear that it's all in their head or they're just depressed. They just need antidepressants. And that's very frustrating for women. And that leads to stress. And then it just compounds with the original stress that they had. Maybe the trauma that triggered the reactivation of the virus, for example, or the childhood trauma or the illness they already had. And all of this together leaves them vulnerable and just emotionally not well. So part of my program is to work with them on the emotional levels as well. I'm an emotional health coach. I did uh, 1,500 hours of life coaching and emotional health coaching training. Wow. And I used to do that before I did the nutritional therapy. Uh, I did it for 15 years. So it's so important to talk about emotional health and mental health as well. And then also things like anxiety and depression are really rooted in the body. A lot of times people have, they don't have anxiety or depression. They just have a malfunctioning thyroid or tapped out adrenals. So all these things combined, again, we have to see the body as a whole. We have to address the problem on on all levels
0: amazing. Corey, you are absolutely amazing. You are just the full package. And I just think it's amazing that you can work, that you work with patients on all these different levels and they're getting such amazing coaching and um, wisdom through what you offer. So this has been phenomenal. I have learned, I have learned so much from you (laughs) and this has been so great. So if someone's sitting there saying, I I need to talk to Corey or I I need more, like how can I work with her or I have questions, how can they get in touch with you? How can they um, connect with you more?
1: So I offer free webinars once a month where I talk about all of this, where we can get to know each other. People can see how I work. They can talk to me directly. There will be questions and answers too. And the next webinar is on April 14th. It's once a month. It's usually towards the mid or the end of the month. All my information is on my website, Corylang.com uh, Also on Instagram at Detox with Corey, And that's how you find all the information. I'm happy to set up personal consults, free consults. And thank you so much for, for bringing that up.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you, Corey. Thank you so much for coming on and being my guest today and sharing so much with us.
1: You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. And I think everyone needs to know that we can heal ourselves. That's really the message to everyone. We can, we are able to heal
0: ourselves. Love it. That's a wrap. Thanks for joining me on SM Enlightenment Radio or TV or joining me on the Moms for Wellness podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the Moms for Wellness podcast and leave a five-star rating or review. It really is helpful and we would be so grateful. I'm Jenny. Have a good one.